Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Not So Native Podcast. Let me introduce your host. My name is Rob Lamb. And I'm Aaron Bailey. Kick back and let us take you on a journey as we explore some of Arizona's most fascinating people, places, and things to do. Are you ready? Deciding where to grow your money isn't difficult? Do what we did at the Not So Native Podcast and go with a local financial leader who has deep ties in your community. Credit Union West has been serving their neighbors since 1951, offering high-yield savings accounts, affordable loans, and by contributing to local charities you care about. Join today at www.cuwest.org or drop by one of their many local branches. They'll be glad to see you. Hey, it's Rob. We're here at Fair Trade Cafe at Central and Roosevelt. Yep. That's where we're at. And I am here joined by a couple of lovely friends of mine. I've got Miss. All right, I've got, uh, or my name is Kendall Jones with Local First Arizona. And of course, my name is Stephanie Vasquez, the owner of Fair Trade Cafe. Fair Trade Cafe. How did you, where does this concept come from? Where did you hear about it? Or did you hear about it? Did you, give me some backstory. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm a former educator and um, was teaching science to middle schoolers and traveled a little bit. And I was an ignorant consumer who knew nothing about coffee. Um, And I was in Costa Rica and did some tours, just a touristy thing. And one of them was a coffee plantation. And that is where I learned that coffee is actually a plant because I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, like I said, an ignorant consumer. Sure, <laughs> um, I'm in. And I uh, went on this coffee tour and, and just was learning about the history mm. of just, just working the fields, mm. generationally how this is taught from... You know, I mean, like I said, it's, it's generational. So you're talking like great, great, great grandparents that have taught this art. And there's just this pride around mm. coffee. And so I had experienced that. And, you know, they hand over at the end of the tour, they handed over a cup of coffee. And the way they did it, I've never been handed a cup of coffee this way. And it was just with so much intention and love. So mm. I was just mind blown. And I thought, you know, we don't, we don't um, grow coffee in the States. And after some research, I learned that it was the second highest traded commodity, highly exploited. Mm-hmm. And so I think the teacher and me kind of just, you know, came back and I was like, we've got to open up a coffee shop. We need when to bring mean, awareness. When you mean exploited, what does that mean? Well, we're going over there and we're buying crops for nothing. Mm-hmm. And uh, people are forced to work in horrible working conditions. They're not paid fairly. Um, and almost to a point where they don't really have a choice. They sell their whole crop for next to nothing mm. or they don't sell it at all. Wow. And and what... So, in order to create a fair trade, what do you, what do, you do? So, fair trade is a movement. It's um, a purchasing movement and you're insured with this certification 
that wherever your products are being purchased from, that the people are paid a fair living wage, that their working conditions are healthy. Mm. I mean, believe it or not, like there wasn't bathrooms in the majority of the places. There wasn't wow. place. There wasn't places for water, and there were no uh, parameters as to what a working day looked like. So there was children and elderly people working in these horrendous conditions, and it's still happening. It's wildly happening. So. All of the coffee and all of the tea that I source here is all fair trade certified. It's all organic and it's all shade grown. Shade grown. <laughs> wow. So that means that they're not out in the sun picking the stuff. Or... That means that we are not um, compromising our environment and taking down forests oh, okay. in order to grow. So okay. it's, it's, it's really like the... See, uh, remember, I'm ignorant about this, <laughs> and so I appreciate you yeah. having, being the educator and educating me about it, because that, that's the only way that we're ever going to get the story out of, of what really happened. Yeah, so, you're my and, favorite kind of consumer. Yeah. <laughs> ignorant? Yeah. Well, I mean, we don't know what we don't know. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You don't know what you don't know until you don't know how to, how to defend against it or how to protect it or how to help. Right. how to do something. So I've recently heard of a, a B Corp company. Is this a, a B Corp company? We are not a B Corp company yet. Okay. Um, I want to say that in Arizona, is there... There is. There, is, there are B Corp corporations. Um, it was recently, like, fully allowed. It was sort of like you could kind of be a B Corp, but not officially, and now it's actually passed where you can become a B Corp, and so it's just kind of a, a tax code. Explain thing. a little bit of the B Corp to people yeah. for us, Kendall. So um, there's a lot that's kind of involved in it, but essentially what a B Corp, you know, you have like a C Corp and um, S, -Corp. S Corp, and so a B Corp is just a, a benefit corporation where, huh? um, and feel free to tag in because you mm -hmm. probably know a little bit more, but it's where it, essentially you have certain things that you are, um, you have to adhere to, and it's like sustainability things, um, it's it's fairness, it's, it's equality things that mm -hmm. almost like freezes your mission. If you want your mission and your legacy to remain the same, if say like you sell your company, uh -huh. it remains what you intention, what you wanted it to be intentionally and originally. So the B Corp is just kind of a tax status um, that helps you kind of become more of a benefit to your community as well as yourself. Nice, and it helps you leave a legacy. Then it sounds like that's right behind. Yeah. So, that, so another so it can't be changed. Another example is um, Goodman's. So Goodman's um, Interior Structures. They were the first B Corp right here in Arizona. Oh. Wow. So they, um, I mean, they they sell like office furniture, and you're like, oh yeah, office furniture. But they do so much more. They have a foundation, and they give back. And so they really wanted to make sure that that legacy was intact. And so they're kind of offsetting some of the other things that they do. Is that? They, yeah, there might be like a little bit of that. I'm, I'm not totally oh. sure on that. I, I don't know either. I, yeah. just, I, I recently heard about a B Corp. I was listening to another podcast called How I Built This, and it was uh, talking about Allbirds, this shoe company. And yeah. they make, are you familiar with this? I, yeah. I've never, I've never heard of them before this, this experience. And it's just like, this, this is how I get educated. I listen and talk to people. And, and so your store here, you're on Central and Roosevelt. And you're right on the light rail line. That's a very important thing, I think. I don't know. I'm, I'm a light rail fan, so. Uh, but, but how did you choose this location? Was was there an incentive remember, uh, to 
to do that or no there was not an incentive okay. um, I'm I'm from the West Valley and so mm -hmm. when I had decided to start a business my intention was to be West Valley because that's really all I knew mm -hmm. um, and the universe had something else planned for me because as I was picking and poking and trying to figure out what would be the best bet for this space um, this location was previously um, operated as a nonprofit by the Trinity Cathedral, and it oh. was ran by volunteers. Okay. Yeah, so I had caught wind of that, and I was like, well, I'll go look at it and, you know, see. So well, I came in and checked it out on a Friday, and I turned the business and took it over on Monday. So was this uh, vacant, or was it all the stuff in there? I mean, explain a little bit about well, what was here when you, yeah. when you took the keys. It's nothing like the way you see it now. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, it's very comfortable. Thank you. Very uh, and fresh flowers, even in the bathroom. It's, uh, it was, uh, I was impressed. Thank so, you, thank you. Yeah. It's an intentional space. Um, really, what my whole purpose of all of this is having a community space mm. to, you know, bring awareness and consciousness around all things. Sure. Not just coffee and not just consumerism you know I tell people all the time like this this is a community hub and like the side hustle is coffee sure um, however like I, I always say that you know when you walk in people say like there's just something about this place it feels different and everyone laughed at me initially until now you know I, I, I always say it's love like you this is mm. the best way of describing like what is love it's this idea it's this you know what is it? Well, this you feel this like in a brasso, a, a hug. Absolutely. When you when you come in, yeah, I, I felt that. Mm -hmm. I felt that when I came in. I mean, not to mention Kendall was just sitting right there, and, <laughs> and she said, "Hey, Rob," and I was like, "Oh, well, look, it's a it's a it's a small town again. I love it. I love it. I love it." Yeah. But but yes, yes, it, it definitely feels very warm and inviting, and uh, there there was probably twenty people in there when I first walked in there. So thankfully, yeah. so because it's a hundred and. And ten outside. Yes, so. yeah. And we, we, in fact, we're out on the patio enjoying iced cold beverages. Because <laughs> so. yes. we needed a little. Are you tired of being stuck doing your own payroll and bookkeeping? Do you want more free time? Call Mary and her team at MLR Pro Tax and Accounting, 623-505-7141. They can help. MLR Pro Tax and Accounting provides year-round payroll and bookkeeping services to make tax time a breeze. Call Mary today so you can get out and explore more. 623-505-7141. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we moved this gig inside so that we could cool off because it is 108 degrees out there. No matter how cold the iced tea is or the great fair trade coffee, organically sourced, would you agree? Yep. So I was about to ask about the funding for something like this. You're an educator. You're, you're coming into this dream or idea of wanting to... Tell, tell us more about this, uh, how you got the money together to, to come up with this. Yeah, so um, what I did is for the first three years of the business, I was working as a teacher. So I did that throughout the day, Monday through Friday, and would come here and work the evenings and weekends. And really, it was all personally sourced. 
all my money came to the business. The sales from one day were then feeding the orders for the next couple of days, and it was mm. just survival mode. It was pure survival mode. How'd you get the word out about this? You know, downtown was so desolate at the time. I remember walking the neighborhoods with various neighborhood kids and flyers in my hand. It was yeah. grassroots. It was really? all grassroots. This is far before, you know, 2007, social media wasn't huge. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and I would invite people into the shop and there wasn't a lot of stuff out here at the time. And it was more of just like community activation. And I, people would come in and have meetings and have events and just utilize the space as what it was intended for. And it just started to grow. So wow. I actually have a question. So uh, you guys showcase a lot of obviously like local things, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, like you guys make your own products and all of that amazing stuff that you source. But you also have a lot of like artists and things like that that can come in. So when did that kind of start? I mean, that's a part of the huge community piece, right? Yeah. Oh, no, for sure. Yeah. Ev like I said, everything from wall to walls, from ceiling to floor, it's all about impacting the community, yeah. supporting local, and supporting each other. So thank you for saying something about that, because sometimes you forget. Yeah. You know, and, and we're <laughs> surrounded by all this beautiful art. So um, there's a rotating art gallery here, and it's oh. only um, it's only showcasing local artists. And a lot of times it's the up-and-coming artists. Not that I don't want the big names. However, sure. I would really like to assist and be part of supporting um, the newer artists and give them a platform and a space to have their art. And you, and if somebody wants to buy a piece of art, they just pick it up off the wall? Um, no, not usually. <laughs> it, it depends, well, it depends on the art. It depends on the artist. So if the artist wants them to pull from the wall and they'll replenish it, typically oh, it stays okay. for the month. And at the end of the month, before the rotation, you come and pick up your piece and the artist gets paid. Oh, nice. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now it's... Just because I'm, I'm curious now, because I, sure. I have a few friends that are into photography, and I mean, turn them on to Do you do you take a, like a consignment fee or anything like no, that? No, so a lot of times Just people. Curious. Yeah, a lot of times people will do like sixty forty, and I've heard oh, as high as seventy cool. thirty. Oh um, yeah, it's like the art community really gets gouged. Yeah. Talk uh -huh. about exploitation. So what we do is, if the customer is paying through a debit card there is a 20% to cover all of our fees, our processing sure, fees. Sure. So, um, no, majority majority of it goes to the artist. Wow, that's yeah, beautiful. We're, and we're curated out for the full year. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh, so you're already booked solid, huh? I am. That's I awesome. Am. Now, is it just one artist or two artists? It depends. Or just... Sometimes it's a collective. It just depends. Uh -huh. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. Thank you for mentioning yeah. that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's good that we moved inside because it was like, oh yeah, that's right. These yeah. amazing pieces yeah. that you guys have. And it's always very different. And I think oh, that's yeah. what's amazing is we we sometimes it's funny when people aren't from Arizona or they haven't spent a whole lot of time here. Even mm. myself I was guilty of it where it's like, Oh, Phoenix has no culture, right? And you just uh, have to get out of your car. Yes, you, do. you have to walk down the street, you have to dig a little bit deeper, but it's there and oh, yeah. it's so rich and so diverse. Mm -hmm. And so this is just kind of a microcosm of the community and that amazing richness that we have here yeah. in Phoenix. So. Yeah, what's great, this month the artist, actually the organization that um, is showing is a collective of a ton of different artists. Mm -hmm. It's called the Shanty Group. 
All proceeds are going to the Shanty Group, which Amazing. is an organization, in case people don't know, oh, an organization please, please that helps families with um, that are ex experiencing any form of HIV or AIDS. So oh, you yeah. don't necessarily need to be the person. However, it's just the family. And they do all kinds of education. So... I mean, there's always something going on here. And now that we came inside, and I'm thinking, oh, yeah. And then right over there in the corner, we're also working with a woman-founded nonprofit organization that gives um, menstrual supplies mm -hmm. to girls in at-risk areas because mm -hmm. one in five girls don't go to school when they're on their cycle. So it, there's, I mean, really, if you come into the shop, you may come in for a cup of coffee. Yeah. However, you're going to end up seeing at every end of the shop some way of expansion of your mind some way to get plugged into your community some way to be impactful so, so thank you for that in the first segment before whatever happened we had a technical failure on my part uh, <laughs> tell us tell us how long how long has fair trade cafe been here since 2007 so we're going 13 years next month will be our 13th birthday Next, next year, and you've grown up month. with uh, next month. Yes. Sorry, so you've grown up with this business and gone through some very interesting cycles. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. Yes. So tell me some of the struggles that you had mentioned previously before uh, my technical glitch there. You know, just it, just for um, I don't see any of it as a struggle now. Oh. You know. Well. Ten years ago, oh, I was dying. The struggle was real. Um, however, as like you said, I've grown up with a business. My mindset has shifted. It's completely changed. And I look at it all as like, it's all learning. It's all learning. And it's not a struggle. Yeah, was there some curves? Absolutely. But I've grown through all of this. So, I mean, my struggles could be, you know, the economical downturn. It could be the light rail. It could be the construction. It could now be the fact that, you know, in a 10 by 10, we're saturated by over 40 coffee shops. Really? I mean, that could be looked at as wow. a struggle to yeah. some business people. However, sure. I'm thinking, like, we are a thriving community in downtown Phoenix that we mm -hmm. can sustain over 40 coffee shops. Right, Like, yeah. that's impressive for a city. At yeah. least to me, it's impressive, and I the, welcome each one of my neighbors. The 10 years ago, didn't have a coffee shop one in downtown. I, I am the You're longest there? standing coffee house in downtown Phoenix owned by a woman. Wow. So, mm-hmm. Wow. And... Financing this place? Did you do it with business loans? Did you do it? How no, did you? It, no, was, so, it was all just from yeah. your educational savings, or yeah, as much as you save as an educator. Right. <laughs> <laughs> why, do we, why do we all think that that's funny? Anyway, carry on. Uh, no, uh, I mean yes, there was some. There was a little bit of money that I had saved up retirement. I completely deplenished that. Mm -hmm. I just went all in. I went all in. There was no business loans. Um, as you know, as we stand right now, we're pretty much a debt-free business. That's exciting. Um, it is, and we're ready for a facelift. So you know, we might go into a little bit of debt for a facelift, um, mm -hmm. and not me, my business. <laughs> right, 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 right. But it was really just keeping my eye on the prize, and it was being creative. And I think when you stay in the space of creativity, there's always a solution. Mm. There, mm. You know, anytime the girls would come back to me, oh, Stephanie, we have this problem. They already know. Like, don't bring me pro problems. Like, what are your solutions? Right. And right. It, it's just a mind shift change. So 
Kindle's here from Local First Arizona. How did you end up partnering with them? When did you make the connection there? Um, well, I knew, I've known Kimber for a very long time. So, I mean, being part of Local First is a no-brainer. I mean, especially I now, like, you guys are powerful and, like, Thank impactful. Yeah. The ripples and, and just, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, to have watched this organization just grow and just, yeah. it is so impressive. I was part of the panel on sustainability and was so excited about how many people wanted to talk about sustainability. Yeah, absolutely. And you're really walking the walk, and I really appreciate that. So to give a little bit of background, so our organization, I mean, we've been around since 2003, and it really started out of the need for a voice for the community, for the local business community, because you can... You can have a chamber, but that's not as as you know concentrated. It's not specifically talking about the impact of local businesses and what they mm. do for the community. Keeping yeah. four times more of the dollars here, supporting more job growth than the big guys do. So these are important conversations that you, that you, we need to be having with more people. And so from that, Local First has then grown out and thought about, okay, well, what else is really important to us? And sustainability is absolutely one of those pieces. How are we as a desert state going to survive into the next century, right? Like, this is an important conversation to be having. Sure, We're, like, sure. scratching our brains going, oh, wait a second, maybe, like, need, you know, like, what's going on with our water supply and what's going on here and there? So working with um, amazing business owners like Stephanie and thinking about, you know, the, the small things that we can do, but also the large things that we can do. And along the way, what are, who are those leaders that can then share out about their own experiences? And, and mm. Stephanie, you've, like, the compost and the recycling and, I mean, now you're going through, like, the green business certification. So it's been a great partnership, I would say. I don't know if the first conversation we had about being a B Corp was recorded because it was only in the first nine minutes uh, but B Corporation tell me tell me again about that and you're trying to become one it's or you're kind of oh. no, I don't, I don't know. see stop yeah, me maybe in the future in the future yeah 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 this is a this is a really interesting interesting piece but sure so um and it's a little bit more involved, so kind of just the highlights of it, um, you have like the S Corp and the C Corp. Well, B Corp is a benefit corporation, and essentially what it does is it helps to kind of make sure that your business is being is benefiting your employees, it's benefiting the community, and so you have certain marks that you have to be able to reach every single year. So whether that's through sustainability, whether that's through fair wages, um, you know, making sure that there's uh, you know, a, a time for the uh, employees to be able to give back to the community, offering those kinds of benefits. And so that's really what your um, B Corp status is hinged on. And also it kind of freezes your mission statement. So if you wanted to sell your business and you wanted to make sure that your legacy remained intact, a benefit corporation status helps you do that and to mm. make sure that your business stays what you intended it to be. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Um, Stephanie, when you do, you, how often do you go to where your coffee is sourced? Do you ever go and? and to be honest, and, I've gone once. Uh huh. Um, the ultimate goal is to actually have my own um, oh, land. Your own, your yeah. own farm. Oh, that would be oh. so amazing to me. That's wow. that's like the big pipe dream. 
to, oh, you know, into... That's a beautiful dream. That's the next thing. I yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one that makes me really uncomfortable and feel some kind of way in my belly. <laughs> but that would be so incredible to, you know, really be out there and source it and create impact in another country directly, 100% mm. directly. Where do they, where do you get the teas? Because I had your green tea. Mm -hmm. And now I can see the name on it. It's uh, Angel Kiss. Oh, yeah, that's a blend of a couple. So I, so what I like to do is yeah. I don't, I'm not married to anyone. Like a lot of right. people will say, oh, I will only have Costa Rican coffee sure. here. The way that I see it is that this is an opportunity to actually taste the agriculture. Right. And when you're a coffee yeah. person, you can taste the difference. Mm, really? 100%. Well, so right now I am loving our single origin Nayarit coffee from Mexico. You don't get a lot of single origin. Um, you don't get a lot of single origin that's fair trade, organic, and shade grown. So it's a, it's a little bit of a rarity, and it's so delicious. So I can taste Mexico. Sometimes we have Honduras in here. Sometimes we'll have Costa Rican coffee. I mean, it just... So, and don't fall in love with anything because it's going to change. And, and that's another thing we don't understand as consumers. Like, what do you mean you no longer house the blah, blah, blah? Well, guess what? The crop is gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like the McDonald's effect, right? Like, you kind of expect, well, wait a second. Like, yes. I already had this. This yes. was on your menu. It's like, well, the seasons change, right? Like, you go to the farmer's market. You can't expect everything to be in no. season. No, yeah. it blows my mind. But it's like, and I always tell everyone I'm at the counter, like you are going to love it however don't fall in love with it enjoy it while you have it and that's a lesson for oh, life too see, wow. you know like enjoy where you're at wow. right now it's not going to be the same yeah, yeah that's that's actually very deep very deep statement so you've been in business 13 years what would you tell your 13 13 what would you tell yourself 13 years ago from today um, you know I, when I take my kids when I drop them off anywhere I always tell them you go big or go home and mm. I would I would tell my I should have told myself that and go bigger you know push a little harder don't think this small not to be fearful all of those things like just get excited like you know your three-year-old self when we're a three-year-old nothing was gonna stop us like we need to tap into that like inner child and just go explore and have fun and just do it mm. that's great advice great advice Kendall, what do you think? you think that that's good advice? I think that's excellent advice. I mean, 13 years in, I mean, hey, go big, go home, right? I can't wait for the coffee plant to actually start I, 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 just, I was I'm just like, thinking. I was daydreaming about my plane ticket, too. <laughs> right, so right. So cool. <laughs> a little for a special tour. <laughs> I... I, uh, I'm, a, I'm, I'm pretty good at picking vegetables and picking, you know, coffee. You I, I could probably do it. Oh. I could probably do it. But for, you know, for free, I'd be happy to do it. Oh, that's even better. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will always pay fair living wages. Oh, there you go. Okay, there you go. I love it. I love it. I love what you've got going on here. If I was a tourist, and believe it or not, we have some quite a few people from Germany that listen. If I'm a tourist coming to Phoenix when the weather is different, let's just say, what would, what, what should I expect when I come in here? Because I, I know what I get, but I want to hear it from you. Um, it's going to definitely be a multifaceted experience. Uh, amazing coffee is just the normal around here. That's completely common. 
Um, the extraordinary part of this place really is just that feeling that you get when you open the door and it's the feeling of love, it's a feeling of community and um, you'll sit at the shop and you'll notice that all the tables are intended for community space because we encourage conversation, we encourage collaboration. Um, you're gonna see extra friendly people behind the counter and on both sides of the counter. The mm. food is delicious and I am biased but I'm honest. Um, <laughs> everything's locally sourced, it's all delicious. Um, you bake your own goods? 100% of everything is made here. We make our own bread. You make your own bread? Yes, yes. Our focaccia bread is amazing. Oh, it is. Uh -huh. really amazing. Yes. All right. Yes. So, I mean, even the hummus, we grind our garbanzo beans. It's Everything is very intentional. You, you had mentioned that you use some other sourcing on, on a couple of items. I do. So there's actually um, two, I, I always say if someone can do it better, we are going to support them in doing it better. So I, our, I agree. our bagels are uh, fresh made up the street by Venezia Bakery, which also uses no preservatives. It's a local company and it's growing wildly, as well as Karen's Creamery, who does all of our small batch specialty ice cream. Mm. Um, and again, a woman-owned local business. I love it. I love what you're doing here. I think that what Local First Arizona is doing is, is amazing. I've been a fan from the outside because I didn't have a business that I would want to do with it. But mm -hmm. since becoming a part of Local First, I, I see the great things that you guys are doing from the end. From, from as inside as I can be right now, you know. But... But I definitely think of what you guys are doing is fantastic. And Stephanie, what you're doing here at uh, the Fair Trade Cafe is amazing. Thank I, you. I wish you the best of luck. Another 13, 14 years. Oh, at least. Go big or go home. Right. Did you well, not hear me? Well, yeah. I'm, I'm, waiting, I'm waiting to read in the paper that the Fair Trade Cafe bought its own land <laughs> to grow okay. some coffee and tea oh, in Costa man. Rica or somewhere else. Absolutely. You know, that would be beautiful. Beautiful. Well, thank you for spending the time with us. This is Rob checking out from the Not So Native Podcast here in downtown Phoenix. Thank you for joining us here at the Not So Native Podcast. Be sure to check us out on our website, notsonativepodcast.com, and leave a comment or two. Also, follow us on social media to get the latest update on our adventures. Until next time. Until next time.